Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. It's like I'm having this emotional breakdown over the Clippers, man. Um... Every single day I'm posting something about the Clippers or producing a Clippers show or I'm ranting about something in the comment section. The reason I've been so upset with this Clippers team is this, because this Clippers team uh, has been letting down the you know its supporters for the last, what, three, four years. 2019-20 season, that team was supposed to be the team to go and win the NBA championship. And of course, as you guys know, they blew a 3-1 lead in the Orlando bubble. Uh, next year, I believe Kawhi Leonard got injured or something, something to that effect. Uh, and then he came back, he was in the playoffs and he got injured there. And in the following season, him and Paul George out of the lineup. And then last season, which was supposed to be the season where we're like, okay, finally, we're going to see this thing come to fruition. Uh, Kawhi gets injured in the first game of the playoffs. Paul George never even steps foot, uh, on the court during the playoffs. So at that point I had started reaching my breaking point with this team. A lot of people in the media were asking, should the Clippers kind of go all in for one more year or, tr- or find a way to move one of their key guys? Nevertheless, the Clippers decided this was going to be the year where they're going to give it their best shot to see, to see what this team could look like, because they always felt that they had everything that they needed, uh, to be a competitive team. But for whatever reason, uh, you know, they always felt that they had everything to be a competitive team and coming into this season. However, um, they said that the only question was going to be health and a commitment to the regular season. So I thought that's what it was going to be. Kawhi Leonard thus far this season hasn't missed a single game of the Clippers this season. Right. So coming into this season, it was never a question of whether or not the Clippers were good enough. We all knew this. Uh, we knew they would have beaten the brakes off of the Phoenix Suns had Paul George been healthy because they were beating him with just Kawhi Leonard. So why would I feel like they wouldn't win that series if they had a healthy Paul George? Um, and Kawhi was playing all the games. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, we started hearing rumors that the Clippers are interested in pursuing James Harden, who had turned himself into a total nuisance with the Philadelphia 76ers. And when that idea was initially being floated, I, like many people out there scratching my head, asking the question, why would you go after James Harden? Why would you do that? Everywhere he's gone, he has been a nuisance. And now you want to bring him into the fold. And the second question I was asking is, why do they feel like they need James Harden? But for whatever reason, the Clippers decided to be the only team in the NBA uh, that decided to go after James Harden. Now, some people say other teams were interested, will be interested in him. Where were these teams? Where were these teams? A lot of NBA players, current and former, asking, is this going to be the last year James Harden is going to be in the NBA? So the Clippers were the only team that went out there to go get him. And then what happens? They get James Harden. And ever since the arrival of James Harden, the Clippers have not won a single game. Now, I want to quickly address a quick point. Some people out there were saying, oh, well, you know, what were the Clippers before? The Clippers, I believe, were one game above 500 before James Harden got there. And they were going to be a much better team. So it wasn't like as if they weren't going to be a good team. I had no doubt about the Clippers before James Harden got there. So people are trying to make it seem like the Clippers were on this 25-game losing streak before Harden got there. And then all of a sudden, the Clippers had lost one game. Before James Harden got there, like, what are we talking about? So some people are trying to play that card. So what happened? Yesterday, they went into Denver, and I already knew that they were going to lose. I didn't care if they lost by three points, by one point, by 20 points. I knew they were going to lose, and that is exactly what happened at the end of the day. Now we can say, oh, they lost by just three. They lost. A loss is a loss. They lost. So there are no second-place prizes in in, in the NBA. You lost. Uh, So at the end of the game, they asked 
Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and these guys to weigh in on what they think about the Clippers and their reasoning behind going out there to trade for James Harden. So for those of you who didn't miss it, uh, who didn't see it, we want to play exactly what Charles Barkley uh, uh, and Kenny and Shaq had to say about how the Clippers managed to turn themselves into the biggest joke uh, in the NBA. Take a listen to what Charles Barkley had to say here. Let's go to the Clipper, Clipper game. You lose this one. There were all kinds of questions, all kinds of statements being made by players and by coaches about here you know it's a it's going to take time we're trying to get on the same page mm. we need james to be james you know and yeah. all this if you actually looked at that game you saw their problems in a nutshell they didn't make their run until they took james out the game you go back and look when they they were down double digits when they took james out the game that's when they made their run when russ was playing the primarily the point that was the first issue because james and russ can't play together Secondly, their lack of size, like yeah, when Zubac gets, gets in trouble, yeah, and and Zubac he don't fit with those other four guys, you know, because the court is the court is so stagnant, so they can't play James and Russ together. They but I think they traded all their size away uh, to Philadelphia. So man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. They've been outscored by seventy. Uh, in the five games when James Harden has been on the floor. Yeah, what are the positive Shaq you take away that if you're if you're Ty Lue and you know you heard Reggie in the in the broadcast. He said he said you won't get a real good read on this team until close to the All-Star break when you see how things come together. So what do you take away that's positive if you're Ty Lue? Well, it was only a mistake tonight. You know, you talked about, you know, switching everything, you have a big Joker's not your average big, because even though you do all this pick and roll and, you know, you get him in the disadvantage, what you going to do on the other end? What you going to do on the other end? So, you know, with the small ball, didn't work. Like he said, you know, Joker just posted up, either or took him one-on-one, -on -one, or he made plays. I don't really see a lot of positives. I don't, I, don't, I mean, they they got back in the game. You know, what I what I never liked about the Clippers is they, they wait too late to come back and they try to hero ball, you know, Paul with the step back there like that. That's not how you win a championship. That's not how you get better. I would have liked to, you know, seen them today, you know, because they played hard. They played hard. James played hard. I like to see them today win by 20, so we can say, okay, this works, this works, this works. But it's, you know, it's not really, it's not really much to read on, especially when you lose six games in a row. Chuck made a great point. A lot of those guys can't play together in combinations, and they can't go small against a guy that can score on the other end. And, not I, Minnesota. And, and, and I know Reggie's point, like when you go to a new team, you have a bunch of new, well, well James is actually the only new piece. It's not, it shouldn't take 30 games. But the problem, the problem I disagree with Reggie on is, it's not the players. Uh, it's the players. It's not the time. Like James and Russ, they're not going to change. They both need the ball to be effective. Same thing with PG and, and Kawhi. So, it, it, listen, they're all terrific players. But the one thing about basketball, you got to find a way to help your team. James and Russ, they need the ball to be effective. They're not going to change now. Um, they need to play a lot faster. And I do think they need a trade because you can't go out there with one big guy because you got to go against Joker. You got to go against Anthony, Anthony Davis. If you're going to be the best team just in your own building, you know, you can't, you can't, because the Lakers got a big team also. Don't forget Christian Wood, and you got the other kid who they just got, came over from New Orleans. Uh, I forget his name right off the bat. But you can't have one big guy. It would, it would help to get Mason Plumley in there for yeah. sure as he uh, he is out. Yes. Yeah. For, for the Clips. Well, you know, there's a saying, 
the same things that make you laugh make you cry. And he, he said it in an upshell. What makes him laugh and, and, and jovial is they can't guard us when we're small. Team's going to have difficulty when they're playing well. But when you're small, what makes you cry is he said, well, then we couldn't, like Shaq said, we can't guard him inside. So in the key moments of when you need a basket, they're able to get it easily where you're working for it. So this to me is not about, I heard you say about the players. To me, it's about now he's done a great job to this point, but it's about Tyron Lue. He has to create an offense to develop where all of these guys can coexist. That is what he's going to have to do over these 20 games that Reggie's talking about. Create an offense that plays faster, that small ball can rebound, or, and or if you get a trade, well, that would be the best scenario. But you, you have to create that. And now this is why coaches get paid. This yeah. is his job. So you heard what Charles Barkley um, had to say there. There was another stat that they revealed, which was the Clippers have been outscored by 70 points with Harden on the floor. 70 points. 70. There was no other Clipper player prior to the James Harden acquisition that had that type of statistic. There was no other. No other. Some people are talking about, oh, well, James Harden had an efficient night and all. Who cares? They lost. They lost. I don't care about his efficient night. My issue is, why is this guy even on the team? This is my question. Look at the box score from yesterday. Look at this. Paul George scores 35 points in that game. Kawhi Leonard shoots 35% from the field. James Harden scores, he shoots 46% from the field. He scores 21. And Norma Powell comes off the bench with 14 points. Do you notice anything wrong with, the, with, with that box score? Do you notice anything wrong with this box score? What's wrong with this box score is there's always one key player that's going to be affected because of the addition of James Harden. In this case, it was Russell Westbrook who shot 412, who scored, who shot 33% from the field for only eight points, and their best player, Kawhi Leonard, who's basically now been relegated to a player trying to find his way in an offense. You went from being the best player on this team to a player trying to find his way on the offense. And to me, I am still baffled as to why Ty Lue kept, keeps on saying James just needs to be himself. He needs to be more aggressive. Well, what exactly does that look like? I heard James Harden say, well, look, being aggressive is not just about scoring, it's about making. What exactly does that look like? Here's the problem with the Clippers. Here's the problem. The Clippers have too many offensive players that need the ball case closed. That's problem one. That's problem one. You've now created a problem because these guys are not role players. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to turn them into role players. That's essentially what you're trying to do. Only the Clippers will take superstars and then try to turn them into role players. That's the first problem. The second problem, and it was something that Charles Barkley alluded to, when they go to that small ball lineup, they're simply too small. I saw the highlights of the game because I did not bother to waste my time staying up in the UK at, at some ungodly time to watch the Clippers uh, lose. I already knew they were going to lose. I already knew this. So instead, I was looking at the highlights 
And when you had that small ball lineup, some people were saying, oh, well, you know, Kawhi Leonard, he could play the four. Really? Can he? Can he defend against Nikola Jokic when they post him up or when he gets to Vista Zubak in foul trouble? Really? Can he? What was happening when the Clippers went to that small ball lineup? They would post one of their forwards or their guards. It would draw a double team, which means which meant that there was going to be another man open. To me, this thing isn't into, I don't care. See, I know you're only allowed about 60 days before you can trade a player after you traded for him. I don't care to know what this team is going to look like. Because what's going to happen is there's going to be this situation where there's fools go. The Clippers will go on, they'll win a game. And then some people, people will be like, oh, you see, it's working. And then they'll go out there and lose another three games. To me, I think they need to find a way to blow up this thing. I'm not supporting this team no more. I'm not. It's too frustrating. Because th- these are all self-inflicted wounds. I am beyond disgusted with the Clippers. Beyond it. The executives that thought this would have been a good, a good idea. Ty Lue is not out there trying to scratch. Ty Lue looks like he's under more duress than he is during the playoffs. And this all has to do with the addition of James Harden and trading away all of their versatility in their defense. It makes no sense. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. You know, I'm turning into one of the biggest la- <laughs> one of the biggest laughing stocks on, uh, you know, in, in, in social media right now for the people that follow us. Everywhere we go, people are tagging me to Clippers pictures and they're like, yo, somebody check on bro. Is he doing all right? I, I, I get it. I get it because I can't remember the last time I have been this frustrated over a situation like I am with this current Clippers situation. I, I just, and you know what? The thing that makes me even angrier, apart from the fact that it's so annoying and infuriating, the position this team finds itself in, knowing the expectations they had on them, because the only question about the Clippers this season was their health. No one was questioning whether or not this was a good team. We all knew they were a good team. They showed that last year in the playoffs without Paul George. The question was, were we going to see a commitment from these players to play more games and for them to be healthy? No one was coming into this season like, man, we need to pull off a big trade. Like, No one said that. The Clippers got greedy and it came back to bite them in the butt. Now, what's been even more infuriating apart from the results is the people making excuses for it. No, no, no. Let's give it more time. Let's give it more time. And, and you know what's interesting? It's like when I say it, it never makes news. When a Zach Lowe or one of these people come out there and say they need to bench James Harden, all of a sudden this is such a novel. This is something I've been saying. The person that doesn't understand basketball, I keep hearing a lot of people that know basketball say the exact same things I've been saying. So to me, that's a bit surprising. But anyway, the thing that annoys me is the fact that people keep trying to make excuses. That's the part that I just can't get over. I just can't deal with the excuses. I'm the same one that said, oh, if you wait some more games, what's supposed to be changing? Is their skill set supposed to be changing? Are these guys supposed to be getting taller? I've been the one saying this. But nevertheless, after that Clippers game yesterday, they were talking about it on TNT. It was Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, and as they were asking each of these gentlemen to weigh in on what they think what, you know, what they think uh, is, the, is the problem with this team, Kenny Smith tried to start, sit up there and start making excuses. But after, but after a while, Shaq got fed up and was like, no. And he called him out. He was like, Kenny, stop making excuses for these guys before we even get into that. 
This video is brought to you by our sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready to eat meal kit you can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by factor meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy so for example this week i think i'm gonna go with the italian herb chicken what i love is that under every single meal you can see if it's a calorie conscious option for example this meal i just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal which is around 550 calories or less per serving and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more Per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to play exactly what Shaq had to say to Kenny Smith when he came up, when they had that dispute. Uh, on television, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Shaq had to say here. Denver team that has not lost mm. at home. And if you've been uh, keeping score at home, the Clippers with James Harden in the fold, 0-4. Um, why is that, Kenny? I mean, the guy didn't play preseason games. <laughs> like, I mean, it, that's, that's, that's your only thing? No, no my expect the expectation... Like they, they could have won two and one, lost two. And they have them. They're 0-4. Oh, oh, they're 0-4 yeah, oh, or whatever. I'm, if the sample size, first of all, is not large enough to evaluate somebody after four games, if I evaluated Shaq after his first four times at this show, I'd have been like, kick him off, right? But we're not. We didn't. He's here and he's a great addition now, you know? So, <laughs> Where so, did that come from? Oh, just he wasn't hate. We just we, we don't hate <laughs> yeah. right now. But, no, really, like, it's not a large enough sample size. James Harden didn't play at all in Kenny, the preseason. Kenny, stop he, making excuses and for that, man. No. We, we evaluate them 20 games in, no, and not. you tell what they are. A team with Kawhi, James, Can't lose Russell four Westbrook. games in a row? No, they cannot. You've never lost four games in a row in your not career? with a team like that? Hell no. No way. Not with a team Every like team that. Every team has lost four Listen, games in a row before. It's not going to work. Too many guys need the ball. I think he kind of messed the rhythm up. I actually saw someone on um, Instagram that made it. Four games in, you said he messed with them. You gave him establish a rhythm in four games. Well, you saw some on the ground that made four games. What did you see on the ground that made sense? Question, should he come off the bench? Somebody's got to come off the bench because you got four guys who are great players who all need the ball. There's only one ball. I mean, it's like, this ain't brain surgery. This is like, okay, somebody's going to have to start. I said, I'm not going to make a decision until I see him play. After seeing him play twice, I'm like, man, because you just got three other great players standing around watching them like, your turn, my turn. That's not how you play well, basketball. I, I believe Toronto, in Toronto. Toronto I believe talking in Toronto. about not is trying to yeah, split I, their time as much as possible, not have a lot of overlap and kind of have each well, of them have their own unit. Well, it, 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 yeah. it, 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 that sounds great in theory, but you got to you got to figure it out. Uh, 
like I say, all of them are great players, but there's only one ball. And I don't look at any one of those guys as great standing shooters. So they got to play much faster first and foremost. But we talked about, is anybody going to sacrifice? Can I ask you something? Sure. Later in your career, like you weren't even, I don't think you four guys were this probably young at that time. Yourself, Scottie Pippen, Clyde Drexler, and Akeem Olajuwon went to the Western Conference Finals, one shot away from going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, but that's different. Though. Four ball, four no, great no, players. No, 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 no not not even no. close. You, know, you don't even, think y'all four that, great players that, like that? No, that's that's not. You don't think those four guys? That's not even close to a fair argument Why? because uh, one Scottie Pippen was not a great offensive player. He didn't need to ball. You think, I, you think Russ I, needs I, the ball? Who? Russ. Yes. 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 Hell it's yes. It'll be effective. It'll and, be effective if he does. And at that stage, my career, I was actually coming off the bench because I realized that I sucked as a player. And I went to Rudy and said, hey, bring me off the bench, let Kevin Willis start. Uh, Clyde and Akeem, they were our two best players. But like Russ, Hell yeah, Russ needs the ball. I think Russ can affect the game in other ways. He can in terms of rebounding, no. No. pushing the pace. No, yeah, that's and not defense. his game. That's not his that, game, brother. Russ rebounds and passes the ball. No. Russ is get the ball and aggressively push the pace with the ball, either getting it to somebody else or scoring. I just said to me, Ernie, not enough sample size. Oh, stop. Four, 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 it's, it's, four. First of all, he four does. Nine. It's not enough sample size, but the players are not going to change. They still all four need the ball to be effective. So you heard what Shaq and uh, Kenny Smith had to say. Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley brought up the same point. What's this? What's this thing that's supposed to happen? Where's this change that's supposed to take place? What's supposed to change? Some pe people, people are expecting James Harden and these guys to turn. Up, you're expecting James Harden to turn up to, into a spot up shooter. Is that what we're expecting? These so basically. These guys are veterans in their career. They've been in the NBA at least 10 years, and you want them to reach this particular point in their NBA career where they turn into different players? It is not similar to the situation like we saw with the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is one of these guys that can play off the ball. He does not need the ball in his hand every single possession to be effective, to gain a rhythm. He doesn't need that. KD can come off of pin downs and screens and hit shots. on the, that. That's KD. He is that efficient. When have you ever seen anything like that in the career of James Harden or Russell Westbrook ever take place? Kawhi Leonard, although he's an extremely efficient shooter, that's not how he plays. He needs to get into a rhythm. He needs to sh shoot shots. He's not a Klay Thompson. And that's what they're trying to turn this, this team into, number one. Number two, what are we supposed to do with the lack of size that the Clippers have? Evitza Zubak, for as much uh, energy that he plays with, sometimes he makes boneheaded plays. Whenever he catches the ball, he's going to bring it back down for to, to allow shorter guys to swipe at it. So he's not going to be a suitable defender. And whenever he plays against skilled big men like Anthony Davis or Nikola Jokic, you're going to eat him up alive. And then the Clippers saw, saw it fit to go ahead and trade away their size and their versatility in Robert Covington and Nicholas Batum. Why would you do that? And those guys could at least space the floor a little bit better then, uh, uh, what is it, P.J. Tucker? Because P.J. Tucker is not even going to shoot. But nevertheless, this is what they felt. And the thing, and the thing that's going to annoy me the most is that some people are going to look at the results of yesterday and say, oh, well, look, they kept it close if they played a little bit better. That's just fool's gold. That is just fool gold. Let me look at the, let me look at the Clippers. Let me just look. Let me look at the Clippers' uh, schedule. Let me just see who they're going to be playing. Clippers. Let me just see who the Clippers have uh, coming up next. The Clippers are going to be playing against the Rockets. 
Uh, they should win that game. If they lose it, I won't be surprised because the Clippers just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, who I believe were one in seven or one in eight when they came in when, when it went when they went to go play them. So they can definitely lose that game uh, to the Rockets. I'm not going to put it past the Clippers. They can for damn sure lose that game against the Spurs. The Clippers just can still continue to lose these games. And the thing is, they're not even looking competitive against good teams. Yesterday, the Dem the Denver Nuggets didn't even have Jamal Murray. So I don't know what people out there twerking it up for, talking about, oh, we kept it close. What did you keep close? They're going to play the Nuggets again in a few days. They're going to lose to them. They're most likely going to lose to the Mavs. They're most likely going to lose to the Kings. They're most likely going to lose to the Warriors. They're going to most likely lose to the Warriors. I never felt this way about this team prior to this trade. I never did. Do you realize the Clippers have lost six in a row? Six in a row? This is a disaster of a trade, a disaster of a trade. And I am i don't care to see it, I don't care. Because I, I will have zero confidence in this team going into the playoffs, I just won't. And I'm happy that Charles Bar, I mean, uh, uh, Shaq was like, enough of the excuse, like enough is enough. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now let's continue to the next segment. I don't even know what to say about this damn thing. Do y'all realize that I have people on the internet, on Instagram and places like this, actually consoling me for this damn Clippers team? A team that I had so many high expectations for coming into this season that have totally ruined their season thus far. Totally ruined. Totally did a trade that was absolutely unnecessary. And I know a lot of people out there having a laugh at me right now with watching the Clippers tumble and fumble and tumble. And you know what? I can't be mad at y'all. Go ahead and laugh it away. Because it's turned into a joke. It is absolutely turned into a joke. Y'all know how I feel about James Harden. I never thought he was that dude. I never did. Um, but as you guys know, the Clippers lost another game yet again. Um, and they were speaking to the press. I didn't even bother to hear what Kawhi Leonard had to say. I don't want to hear that nonsense. I didn't listen to what the other guy, other guys said. But then I came across a clip that was being played by TNT that features some comments that James Harden had to make that I just could not believe came I, I i could not believe the words that came out of james harden's mouth when he uttered this but before we even get into james harden's comments this video is brought to you by a sponsor factor meals if you're like me or anybody that works at dreamers pro chances are you're a very very busy person especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store pick out fresh ingredients and come back home and cook healthy delicious meals sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that which isn't really ideal and this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with factor meals factor meals is america's number one ready to eat meal kit you can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is a dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more 
per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what I want to do is, what I want to do is, I want to play exactly, we want to play exactly what James Harden had to say. And I want you guys to listen carefully to what he believes is some of the reasons for some of his struggles. Take a listen to what James Harden had to say here to the media yesterday. It's still like you're getting a little bit more back. Every day, every game. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's you know, I keep reiterating that I didn't, I didn't have a training camp really or, or, or preseason. So, you know, kind of learning on the fly for a new team and then also getting myself into James Harden's shape and, 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 and game. Um, you know, shape is, is very, very important. So um, tonight was a definitely another step in, in the right direction and um, just keep improving. Ty had said the other day that you're being too polite as yep. far as trying to fix it. Do you feel that way? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I think tonight I was a little bit more aggressive. Um, I, f I feel like I can be a lot more aggressive. So, uh, And aggressive means, you know, making the right plays, getting guys open shots, not just scoring a basketball. So. I think the other day we talked about that about how much how open you were on somebody catch and shoot threes. Not, not that you had a lot tonight, but what have you learned these five games? I guess shoot the catch and shoots. <laughs> I haven't really had catch and shoots for us since like you know OKC days. So um, the more opportunities I get, just just catch. And I, I think I shoot a pretty good percentage of catch and shoot as well. So uh, the more opportunities we got, so many great ball handlers that can uh, you know, draw double teams and draw attention. Uh, when I get those opportunities, shoot them. So you heard what James Harden had to say. Listen, I can't I can't I, I can't even believe it. I actually put up a post on the community where I said I said the following. James Harden is talking about he is out of shape. Which is his fault. The guy is talking like it's not his fault that he is out of shape. For those of you who may be unaware, James Harden is getting paid thirty five plus million dollars to, to play to play basketball this year. Help me figure it out. Whose responsibility is it to be in shape? James Harden talks about, well, I didn't go to training camp and I didn't do. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Number one. Number two. Some people say, oh, well, you got to understand he was having some issues with the, with the, with the, with the, with the Sixers. We got to go easy on him because he was having some issues with them. Him and Daryl Morey wasn't working out. The question I have for you guys is this. Is this the first time James Harden has found himself out of shape for an NBA team at the start of the season? Please let me know. Is this the first time? What did James Harden do when he decided he no longer wanted to be in, uh, with the Houston Rockets? What did he do? What were the memes that were going around? James Harden turned himself into an unplayable player. He ballooned his weight up. And I'm not making fun of James Harden. I'm not, I'm not one to make fun of some, someone's weight. But someone getting paid tens of millions of dollars per annum to play in the NBA. That is flagrantly unacceptable and unprofessional. Period. End of story. So James Harden misses training camp for his doing. Because he decided he no longer wanted to be in Philly. And oh, by the way, Philadelphia, I believe, is now what? Seven and one or six and one since his departure. And the Clippers have not won a single game since he arrived. We're talking about this James Harden. And now he's sitting up there talking about, well, you know, I got to work myself back into shape. You know, I got to get my way. How, bro, how that sound? How that sound? As a professional NBA player, how does that sound? So let me ask you, James then what justifies your salary? Because you're clearly not prepared to perform. I don't get it.
I couldn't even believe he uttered those words out of his mouth. And money, as a matter of fact, when we put up that post, let me read you some. Let me let me read you some of the comments that some people left on the channel. Somebody said he's in perfect shape to hit the nightclubs and make it rain. The other person said, um, uh, "You can't make this up." Another person said, uh, "Who's another person uh, that left a comment?" James Harden is so funny. He should be a comedian. Whose fault is it that you're out of shape? He's the one going out partying hard. Another person said, according to Kawhi, and I'm going to get to him in a second, everything is okay. Um, uh, another person said, and we definitely seen this dude out of shape before. He capping. Another person said, excuses. Let me get to Kawhi Leonard in a second. Kawhi Leonard got to own some of this. There's a reason why I put up that post on the channel yesterday. I put up a post on the channel yesterday where we asked the community. We said, should NBA teams consult their best players before trades? Of the 10,000 voters, 65% said yes. 35% said no. The reason I put up that poll is I'm I'm gonna take I'm I'm gonna assume it's a safe bet to say that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook were all consulted before James Harden was brought onto the Clippers. In the same way we held LeBron James and Anthony Davis uh culpable. For some of the things that went wrong with the Lakers two years ago is the exact same way we're going to hold Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George and these guys culpable. It's the exact same way. The Russell Westbrook thing, I was a little bit trepidatious, but I could see how it fitted. The James Harden thing, I don't see it. Especially from a chemistry and a locker room standpoint. James Harden has a history of not giving a F. This is his history. Are you guys fully aware that when the, the Clippers lost one of those games in New York, I, I, I believe it was either against the Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets, y'all know James Harden was out partying? Y'all know that? Y'all, if, if that's my teammate and we just lost and we're going through a slide like this and you at the club? Because, oh, you at the club? You at the club? You're not in the room watching film or trying to figure. Now, some people say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to tell what grown men supposed to be doing. Blah, 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 blah. My brother, let me tell you. When you're underperforming at work, it is a total cop-out to find yourself in a club. You should be solving your problems. To me, my understanding of celebration is I'm going to celebrate when there's something worth celebrating. I'm not going to be celebrating when my, my work is falling apart. I'm sorry. If, I, if we're putting out videos every day and they're bombing, you're not going to see me in a club. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will have no enthusiasm to be partying. What am I smiling for? What am I smiling for? This dude is up here talking about, well, you know, I got to get myself in shape. As if it's somebody else's fault. The Clippers have been full of nothing of uh, nothing but excuses. I recently listened to Ty, uh, what is it, uh, Lou Williams. Oh, you know, we, would, we wasn't taking it seriously. And that's the reason why we didn't think. Y'all lost. So when y'all went up 3-1 against the Nuggets, y'all wasn't taking it serious. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. I don't know who is responsible. For, I don't know who's responsible. And Ty Lue is running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And he doesn't know what to do. Which makes me ask the question again. Why did the Clippers feel the need to do this? Why overcomplicate things? Why? The only thing Ty Lue was worrying about the time was, okay, different rotations. So-and-so didn't play hard tonight. We got to figure that out. These are just basic things that, uh, and, 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 and challenges that coaches go through in a regular season. This is, that, that was par for course, par for the course. In this case, this is a disaster. Disaster. The simple solution is the one I've been saying. There are two. Trade Harden when you can. 
that's solution one, and find a way to get some more athleticism in bigs and guys that can actually play defense. Or two, you relegate him to coming off the bench, period, end of story. And that's it. That's it. Those are the only two ways. But if you continue to try to force feed this team and have these four guys on the floor, have y'all been seeing Kawhi Leonard's numbers? Go look at Kawhi Leonard's statistics historically and go look at him now. Kawhi Leonard looks like a totally different player. Last year, he shot 51% from the field. The year before, they shot 51% from the field. Y'all know this year, Kawhi Leonard is shooting a 46% from the field. He is averaging 20 points, but barely. But barely. Why the Clippers would turn their star player and turn their offense into an equal opportunity offense when the players aren't equal is beyond me. I don't get it. But anyway. Y'all, I'm not going to stop ranting about this team until they do something. The Clippers deserve every single bit of smoke that's coming in their direction because they did this to themselves. Someone brought up the thing about uh, Jerry West. I'm not sure if Jerry West would have consulted the Clippers. I don't know who came up with this idea. But if this thing doesn't work, people need to get fired. You cannot have such a blunder and nothing happens. The Clippers management need to be under the same scrutiny that Rob Palink and these guys were under. It needs to be that serious. They need to make it uncomfortable for these guys. The same way they made it for the Lakers and LeBron. Now, I understand it's a totally different organiza organization. Expectations are high. But let me remind you guys of something. The Clippers are $318 million in the hole this year. That's with their salaries and luxury tax. The Clippers are playing this, paying the second highest luxury tax in the NBA behind the Golden State. This Clippers team right here. So there's a financial investment that no one is talking about. And we're going to watch $318 million go up in smoke and act like nothing happened. I'm going to talk about it. I'm sorry. Heads need to roll for this type of blunder. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.